Welcome back, Cowan listeners. This is Methodical Millions, episode 37. Cal, there's some pretty sad news I saw the other day on Twitter. There's a very influential person in tech and business who passed away in a house fire. And this gentleman goes by the name Tony Shea. So for the listeners who have not heard of him, he wrote a book called Delivering Happiness. He's not a monk, but he had an interesting life because he essentially started an online shoe company. And the short version of this is that he went through life and really couldn't figure out what to do like many of us. But I think the first step was he admitted it to himself and he went to discover things and try things. And the basic version is that through the shoe company, he took the love of delivering a good customer experience, making customers happy as a focus on his business and really got to dictate the path of it. The end result was a billion dollar acquisition by Amazon in probably 09 or so. And Amazon likely integrated that into their ecosystem. And I bought shoes off Amazon in the last five years. It's quite simple. It's on Prime. You have a variety. And the idea was Tony Shea was just, by the sound of it, never met the guy, but a really remarkable person. So he had a special view on the world. And his style of business has been talked about in a lot of business schools. He's done some pretty cool things. He basically came out with the philosophy of wowing your customer. And what that means is if your customer is not saying wow in their heads or in person, you're not doing it right. So an example is he would make every customer service rep the VP of customer service and not to diminish the title, but to empower everyone on the phone. And he put the traditional way of thinking on his head. So what would a traditional business likely say? They would say, okay, solve a customer's problem kind of make them happy, just don't cost too much money and move on to the next call because we want you to get through the most amount of calls possible. That's the capitalistic way that most might think how a business should be run. But what he did was say, okay, you're the VP of customer service. You can make customer happy. Here's up to $1,000 grace and use it as you see fit. And what did he have? He had employees who were empowered. He also said to his employees, talk to someone on the phone as long as they want to talk, if they want to talk about their day or something bad happened in their life. And he found that customers really connected with that. And that's an example of ingenuity and trying something different, going with not something that's conventional that made him so, so unique. And I think he lived out of a trailer outside Vegas. He had a very unconventional life, all the money in the world. But as we talked about finding purpose, that is the mark of someone who, in my opinion, really found it. And it's so, so sad to see someone like that who brought so much change to the world leave this earth. I mean, it's nice to have people look up to who've done cool things and who truly do inspire. So what a reminder that today really counts and what you do today is probably the most important. What do you do now in the moment? How do you react to the world? How do you take it all in? And we always talk about life being the journey because as much as we want tomorrow to come, there's probably no guarantees. You never know what's going to happen. 
that's both the beauty and the sadness of life. And no one knows their fate typically, but perspective really matters and what you do with today matters. So I just wanted to pose the reminder to everyone that you never know. And how is that going to shape your life? How's that going to inform your decisions? And what kind of mental state will you have? That's what I want to talk about. So Cal, have you heard about Tony before? And what are your thoughts on just living in the moment? What do you think? This is definitely very, very sad news. To be honest, I don't know much about Tony Shea before this, but regardless, it seems that he had huge influence. What his teachings and his beliefs in customer service really resonate with me. It's absolutely important. I worked in customer service for the majority of my career. And the days that I find my customers are very impressed, very happy, very satisfied, treat me like a friend of theirs are the days that I had the most satisfaction, a sense of self-accomplishment, more so than have I hit target, have exceeded target, am I making a bonus this month or not? That didn't matter as much. And I remember quite early in my career, I had this conversation with a manager of mine. And I told him that what motivates me most was customer satisfaction. When a customer goes home in his brand new car, they just had a huge smile, immensely happy. They enjoyed their experience. And to me, that meant everything. That would make or break my day. So even if I absolutely killed it in terms of selling a ton of cars, it didn't matter as long as I knew my customers are happy. So it's sad to see a man like him go, especially in a world where at times that everything is very automated and everything is volume-based. A sense of some appreciation for your customer is lost in a way. I gather that he actually passed away quite young, right? Yeah. I mean, I would say any day is too young. If you think about it, he was 46, his whole world ahead of him. And I'm not there, but at that stage, I would say 50s halfway through my life at most. So way too young for sure. He was a huge influence on inspiring people to work for him. So he had a philosophy of paying people to leave the company right after training. It was actually quite unique because I think the cliche way of HR is to find a suitable candidate for the most amount of talent for the least amount of money just enough so they'll take the job. And it's such a backwards approach compared to what he did because he would find people who are unique. He would say, what makes you different? What makes you weird? What makes you you? And he wanted to connect with people and have that type of expressive culture that you don't see in the traditional corporate world. When these companies become billion dollar companies seemingly out of nowhere, you have to ask yourself, well, what do they get right? And what is everyone else missing? Does anyone actually know what they're doing? So that's why I admire visionaries and leaders because they decide what the culture looks like, what the vision is, and people who admire that join the force. And that becomes goodwill and amazingness. If you pick the best companies in the world, there's a lot of that. And there's a lot of the connection with customers. So it's more than just something superficial. It's not just a transaction. And People's lives are changed working there. He talks about another book called Tribal Leadership, which I've read as well. It was essentially on what makes a good leader and how does an employee interact with the company. And the basic level is someone who doesn't fit in society, who maybe abuses drugs or is a criminal and at face value doesn't really go with the flow of things. And that type of person essentially gets ostracized. And then you have other stages of people who 
will kind of go along with things in business, but they're the troublemakers. They're like, why am I even doing this? I don't even like this job. Or they'll talk poorly about the company. There's an obvious disconnect where they want the paycheck, they need the paycheck, but they don't want to be there. And even that is arguably not good. So you go through all these levels and the level of leadership that quote unquote, a lot of people fall into are, I'm the best, I'm your boss, I'm here and you're not, listen to me, this is how it's got to be without having that higher purpose. And then as you get to stage four and five, Tesla, for example, or SpaceX, a company like that, where it's mission driven and there's such a collective purpose where everyone knows what they're doing. And I think there was a famous line in the book where someone asked the janitor, how do you like sweeping floors? And I think the person said, I'm not sweeping floors, I'm helping cure cancer. So understanding why you do what you do in life is so, so important. And being able to say, yes, I'm going to do this menial task or job because it's going to get me where I want to go. And this is the point I want to highlight. If you read that sentence or you hear it, it's really powerful to me. And it makes me get all excited and say, that's fantastic. And rethink about my purpose and what I want to do in life. All of a sudden, that's empowering. That is the fuel I want you to draw from for everyone listening. Find that fuel, find those people to be around where you're not just competing on making the most amount of money, having the most amount of status. And I don't think happiness comes from that. So the quote of delivering happiness, I believe has two meanings in the book, which is making customers happy and employees happy. And I think that's exceedingly rare. Most companies I've worked for, although good in a lot of ways, aren't quite on that level. And if you have the chance to start a culture like that, I mean, we talk a lot on this podcast about business and the technicals, but what about the purpose and what about your culture? I think Tony Shea has got to be one of the top five examples in the world for sure. Couldn't agree more. He's had quite the impact on me personally, even just after he passed. And it makes me happy knowing that a person like him existed. But like you mentioned, absolutely every day does count. Nothing is guaranteed, as you mentioned before. You got to really maximize every single day they have. It's a gift. It's a blessing. Think of it whichever way you will, whatever makes you happy and driven and motivated and go out there and go after what you want to do. Just wanted to mention that it gives me the drive that I just focus on myself and just makes me want to do better in this world and improve this world. And there's so many things I want to do from growing myself financially to give me that freedom for me to focus on the things that I love and things that I want to do to change this world. I might sound like a nine-year-old kid, and it's sometimes that nine-year-old kid in us that actually knows best. And as we grow, we tend to forget. And it just makes you wonder, would I disappoint my younger self if I were to look back today? I wonder what younger Cal would think of me. But that's why you need to make every single day count. And something unfortunate can happen. It can alter your life completely. It can change the environment you're in. The whole world is challenged with COVID right now. And some see it as we had a very good before this happened. And we sure did, I think personally. But I think of it as an opportunity because it gave me so much personal time that I didn't have before, so much more that I started to focus on myself. And I thought, Hopefully when this is over, and who knows, it might be a month from now, it could be a year or two, but I'll be more than prepared because I'm really trying to push myself and use that time that I have available that might not be available anymore later on to improve myself and become prepared 
sometimes it's about not whether you've actually achieved it or not. It's about how close you got there, about the impact. You might try to do something. Others might get influenced and that could have a domino effect on a much, much larger scale. So a man like him, who've changed a lot in terms of how we treat customers, customer service, and the way he preaches his philosophy to others, it's very endearing to me. And it makes me want to learn more about him now and makes me wonder how much longer do I have? And make sure whenever I look back at any point, I'm absolutely happy with the work I've done. Yeah, I hear you. And I've heard a good saying, which is, how do you want to be remembered in life? Whatever your mantras and philosophies are, think about them. You can take the ones that sound cool and that resonate with you, make them in your own. You don't have to be an all-encompassing guru on this, but find the ones that click and adopt them, make them part of you. I really believe in having conviction for things and an accidental discovery is still a discovery. So if you happen to be listening to this podcast today and Tony sounds like a cool dude, go read his book, go watch a talk of his on YouTube and who knows what effect they'll have on your life. I really believe part of living today to its fullest is accidental discoveries, is curiosity, is trying things. And back to your analogy of being a kid is I think that sense is very heightened as a kid because the world's so new and you essentially have to be that way. I would argue that it's the most exciting because things are novel and fun and that's a magical part of life. And I would say that is exactly what we should hold on to. This is where that excitement for life should stay as part of us. And when it is, it really doesn't matter how old you are or where you are in life. That excitement is contagious. That is the excitement I want everyone to share in the world and express and live your life by it. I think that is the most rewarding path to discovering who you are. And it makes the most sense in terms of not knowing what tomorrow brings. Why would you not want to be excited? Because that's an unknown. And if you have a saying creating what that is and slowly work towards it and you see it unveil in the world, to me, that's purpose. That's where all of that comes from. And that's how you make the most of it. So with that said, we'll wrap up today's episode. Please, everyone, go look up Tony Shea online. Super cool person. And let us know what you think. Read his book if you can. On a somber note, it's not the best news, but let's remember those who impacted our life in a positive way. Let's be thankful again for people who did impact our lives and just try and be better every day. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. That was Methodical Millions, episode 37. If you'd like to follow future episodes, you can find us at methodicalmillions.com or info at methodicalmillions.com for episode feedback. Thanks, everyone.